Welcome to the In Parenthesis podcast, created by me, Amy Ward, for In Parenthesis, a group that studies the lives and work of four amazing female philosophers. In this episode, I talk with Rebecca Howlett about a real-life example of how thinking from an isolated position can have far-reaching effects. From Mary Midgley's essay, Rings and Books, we saw that philosophy has historically been dominated by a particular kind of person, aka the male bachelor, and still today, we can see remnants of the power of this figure beyond the reaches of philosophy. In my conversation with Rebecca, we touch on how workplace expectations continue to put underprivileged people, and in particular, women, at a disadvantage. The differences between the roles of men and women in the workplace are a reflection of who was in charge of setting up the governmental systems that we still use today. It's interesting because we like expect women to like almost like to become men as they enter these spaces that were created for men and created for you to have a partner who stays at home, takes care of the kids, cooks supper, and gives you also emotional support. Rebecca is a recent graduate from Mount Allison University in New Brunswick, Canada, and she's now heading off to Queen's University in Ontario to pursue a master's in economics. Last summer, she did a project on the number of hours that people work at home, so childcare, housework, unpaid labor, and in the workforce, comparing the numbers between men and women in Canada. I asked her about the roles that men and women are expected to fill in the workplace and at home, and what the differences can tell us about how the system was set up. So women have only recently really entered the workforce. Like, it's been a huge shift in the last, like, 70 years we've had women entering the workforce But women are still way more likely to work reduced hours, um, to take jobs with flexible work, um, to work part-time to take care of their kids and, like, other household responsibilities. Um, And there still really is a question about whether a woman works, whereas a man, there's no question of whether he works. Um, It's taken as given that he'll be the breadwinner, whereas the woman in heterosexual relationships has all these expectations about being a carer and a caregiver. If we look back at like April and March and May, like those months where we were beginning to face the pandemic, we just had no more childcare because it wasn't safe anymore. And then you have all these people who are working, who now have to take care of their children during the day. Um, and I read an article early on in the pandemic about how this, how this was falling to women. And essentially, like, it was breaking down the work and family balance that they had. So, like, do you think, though, that it's possible for women to get careers more, though? Like, because it, it feels like, at least from my perspective, that there's more of a trend of, like, women getting careers and then having a family or, like, like trying to find a balance between both Like, I definitely think it's possible to have both at the same time. But, little asterisk, like, right now we don't have comprehensive childcare in Canada. Um, So it's possible if your partner is supportive and, like, they take time off work or you live really close to family who's willing to take on a lot of childcare responsibilities. Um, I think until we have, like, a national child care plan that's subsidized by the government, I believe that unless you have some special circumstance with your partner or your parents, the having it all goal is out of reach. It seems like the system is very set up 
in favor of like men working habits or like this um like role play of like men doing all the work and then women staying at home and taking care of kids or whatever so like do you think there's something to be said about who set up these roles that we have i think our workforce and the way we set up paid work is very much structured for men and geared towards men i think still like if we look at um, the inclusion of parental leave it's still very much set up where like the woman takes leave um, which is great but then you are still taking months off work so if you think about promotions or going up pay scales or whatever you're losing time at work because you're taking time off and that's expected of you and there is like a certain amount of time where you do have to physically recover if you do birth the child but i think a big shift that needs to happen is men taking parental leave canada recently adopted a daddy month or whatever what it's called in certain countries um where essentially there's a couple weeks a few weeks in parental leave that's reserved for each parent which basically means that if the father doesn't take the leave, then they lose it because the mothers take most of the leave. So I think that until like men start taking parental leave and we normalize more flexible work hours that will allow parents to take care of their children or expand remote working opportunities, which we have seen recently last month, um, those measures are really going to allow I think parents to have careers and take care of their children because I think that our model is still very much set up where you have one earner and then the other person just stays home and looks after the kids. And then we had a wave of dual earners and then you pay a lower income, usually person of color to look after your kids, which doesn't really help because then who's looking after that person's kids and there's all these other problems with that that's not actually a solution. So I also come back to the federal funded national daycare program like Quebec has, which I think is really great. I think that parental leave is a good example of how thinkers and policymakers need to seek out different voices to make sure that the services they are creating are actually built to address the situations and needs of real people. As Midgley talks about at the end of her essay, Rings and Books, a woman's way of thinking when pregnant is not unreasonable or illogical, they're just working with a different set of experiences. And in this example of childcare, right now the system, in Canada at least, systematically puts pregnant women and new mothers at a disadvantage if they are working on their career. What are other ways that our policies, workplaces, or other social spaces systematically put particular groups of people at a disadvantage? Are there ways that we can work around this to accommodate all different kinds of people? Well, that's all for now. A special thanks to Rebecca Howlett for the interview conversation in this episode. You can find out more about In Parenthesis and Mary Midgley at womeninparenthesis.co.uk. Thanks for listening.